Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sophie. I'm Yelly. And this is She's All Fat. The podcast for fat positivity, radical self-love, and chill vibes only. 2021 edition. Glad to be back with you, Yelly, my junior producer, and with the family. Hope you enjoyed our holiday extravaganza, and I hope you're excited for a new year of SAF. We also hope that you've given yourself the permission to block anyone and everyone talking about dieting. Amen. In today's episode, we're bringing on friend of the pod, Julie Murphy, to talk about one of her newest books, Faith, Taking Flight, plus nerd culture and fat superheroes. But first, the news corner. First of all, thank you to everyone who joined in the fun of our Patreon drive. We sent a bunch of sticker sheets out and got tagged in a lot of cute Insta stories. The drive's over, but you can still get the stickers, banner, and prints from our collab with Stylish Sista at stylishsista.etsy.com. We really love seeing all of your super cute pics with your merch, so please tag us in all your stories and posts at She's All Fat Pod, and we'll totally give you a shout out on our stories. Even though the drive is over, you still get a ton of cool stuff when you join our Patreon at any level. When you're on Team Paisley Moo Moo, you get access to our Facebook group where people are talking about caring for themselves through the January resolution craze, boudoir, and Bridgerton. You also get bonus She's All Fat minisodes every Friday. This season, our bonus minisodes are all fatty film schools where I bring on a guest to chat with me about fat rep and fat phobia in movies like Last Holiday, which is this week's bonus minisode. Go to patreon.com slash she's all fat pod to join. If you follow us on Insta, you know we've been calling this episode a read-along of sorts. We've been posting some reading questions and DMing with y'all about today's book, Faith Taking Flight. You know we love our fat writers, so we're going to keep doing these read-alongs. The next book we're going to chat about on the pod is Radical Belonging by the iconic Lindo Bacon. Check the show notes to find the book and check our Instagram to read along with us. As you read, we'd love you to call in to our voicemail at 213-375-5023 with your thoughts and questions. Maybe we'll feature you right alongside Dr. Bacon on the pod. All right, Yelly, before the ep, you gotta tell me, who's your favorite superhero? <laughs> I have a really nostalgic love for Spider-Man because my dad and I used to watch all of the Spider-Man movies when I was growing up. Which one? All of them, like the Tobey Maguire ones when I was the really Toby little. Maguire ones, okay. But then like we also went to see the Andrew Garfield ones when I was oh old God. enough to like see them in the movie theater. It's very fun. Yeah. I never saw the Andrew Garfield ones. The Tobey Maguire ones were the ones of my youth. Iconic. Yes. <laughs> cool. Now, here's the episode. I hope it's as good as an upside down MJ kiss. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm here with friend of the pod, Julie Murphy, for an SAF book club episode. You know Julie Murphy as author of the New York Times bestseller, Dumplin', and one of my faves, Dear Sweet Pea, and of course, the book we're talking about today, Faith, Taking Flight. Welcome to the show, Julie. Hi, I'm so glad to be back. Huge stan forever and ever. (laughs) It's always a pleasure to have you here. Okay, so this is a superhero book. So can you tell me about your background with superheroes or if you liked comics growing up or what you knew about them before getting this book? Yeah, so very briefly, I'll just say that like Faith Taking Flight is about a like 17-year-old girl, senior in high school, huge fangirl, and something happens to her the summer before senior year and she discovers that based on what happened to her she can now fly so because she's this mega fan girl it's kind of like all of her wildest dreams have come true but in the most unlikely of ways and she's also falling super hard for the stars of one of like her favorite tv shows that is like mysteriously and randomly relocated to her small minnesota's town which is uh very weird for Faith, but, um, you know, like, it's it's hard to question things when, like, the most incredible things are happening to you. So a little bit of background about me and Faith. I was not a comic book person growing up. I was not a superhero person. I think that, like, any marginalized community has these discussions about, like, not seeing themselves in those places, but I feel like superheroes especially were a place where I did not feel welcome. It felt like a place where, like, your worth was, like, defined by, like, how you looked in a cat suit and like (laughs) your physical ability and for me it was like trying to like join the football team like it was well these are like the jocks of nerddom in a way and like I don't (laughs) have a place here but I did discover Faith a few years ago back when Valiant Entertainment sold film rights to Sony in like a big deal and it was like one of their you know superheroes is Faith and she's this plus size superhero and she can fly and that's kind of when I discovered Faith and around the time that I really started to get into graphic novels and comics too. So my my history with all that is very brief but definitely like Faith is part of like my like my first introduction to that world. So the fact that I now get to work with Valiant and write a YA book based off of her is pretty damn cool. Yeah, that's very cool. So I'm also not a person who was very into comics or superheroes. Also, I think for me, it wasn't, I mean, everything that you're saying about the like body stuff is valid. I more was like, this is a boy thing, I think, growing up, which I think a lot of girls felt like too. I mean, that's like a stereotype of different parts of geek or nerd culture for sure. But there was like an era when I was in middle school, like around 2000, 2000 to like 2005, when like a lot of like media was really kind of mean. Like a lot of VH1 MTV reality shows were just kind of mean. Like not like things are nice now, but there was just this vibe then that was like, feminism sucks. America rules. Like it was very, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I never, like if I was going to get into superheroes, it would have been then and I never did. Well, and it feels like, I don't know. The women who, and I know a lot of women who got into superheroes very, very young. That said, a lot of the women that were appearing in comics around the time that we would have gotten into superheroes were the type of characters that were created for men and not for women. Yeah. So 
I think that that probably has a lot to do with it too. Like this over-sexualized idea of like a person who would save the world is very bizarre for me. So when was Faith created? Can you give us a little history on her? Yeah, Faith was created. Oh man, I should have beefed up on my knowledge i haven't i haven't done press for faith in a few months but faith was created uh back in like i think like mid 90s and she was sort of revived again like 2014 2013 i think when they decided to kind of revamp all of their past superheroes and revisit like their old superhero gang which i guess is like could be most closely related to like Valiant's version of the Avengers in a way. So they revamped Faith and, you know, I respect and I'm grateful for the original versions of Faith, but I definitely relate to the most recent versions of Faith. Like the art feels more real and authentic for me. And like there are moments and I feel like I can only say this on a podcast, like she's all fat, but there are moments in that original art where it's like Faith's body isn't made to be a joke in the text, but in the way that it's it's drawn at times, it made me feel like, is she here for a genuine reason or is she here for com- yeah. comedic relief? And I don't feel that way necessarily with like the newer versions of Faith that's, that come out have come out more recently. And what's really cool is that like the lead writer behind Faith's newest comics is just really fully aware of Faith and what she has the capability to mean to readers and that means a lot too yeah is she is faith the first fat superhero are there other fat superheroes there's fat villains for sure there are for sure fat villains yeah there are other fat superheroes i mean you could consider the hulk a fat superhero are there other fat female superheroes i don't think so i i so i have seen mention of like one or two other ones but it's nothing that is to the degree of faith nothing that has like their own comic book or anything like that so i feel like calling yourself the first of anything is dangerous territory yes always and so i would never say that she is the first but i would say that she's the most significant fat superhero i love it what was the process of like taking faith from a comics arena to a YA novel or a middle grade novel, whichever one this is. I don't know the difference. Oh, it's okay. This one is a YA book. Um, So YA books are more geared towards teens and think of it as like middle school versus junior high. So middle grade will be more junior high. YA is more high school. So I sat down with the team at Valiant and I was really concerned with like all the elements of faith that I don't deal with in my normal books. So like her superhero powers, like really heavy plot lines, things like that. Like I didn't feel confident in those things. And so I made it very clear that like if they wanted to work with me like that, their part of this partnership would be like helping me to create plot and helping me to make sure that like faith superhero powers feel authentic. So I asked them to create a timeline of things that we could not bend or break, like as far as Faith's life goes. And there are some things, I mean, because these comics were originally created in the 90s. So of course, there were some things that were problematic that I wasn't willing to touch or revisit. So those were points that we had to negotiate with them. And they were mostly like receptive. But we created this sort of like Faith timeline Bible. And I had read all the comics at that point. But I pretty much like left the comics at that point and just like left them behind and only used this timeline because I wanted to write something that like current fans of Faith would love and appreciate, but I also wanted to write something that was new. It feels like if I'm just rehashing the same old thing over and over again, there's no point in me doing this. And I also 
really wanted to write like a queer storyline for Faith and add that to her canon. So yeah, I think at that point was when I kind of like put aside the comics and was just like, I have to create my own Julie Murphy story. I love it. Okay, so most of the comics like this one that I got sent in my beautiful PR package that I felt very special getting. Yay! This is like the new new Faith comics and it's Faith as an adult. And then, so the book is like Faith as a teen, as you said. Yeah. So are are there no comics about that time? Like this is a new era that you got to imagine for her, basically. For the most part, there's some really tiny, like special edition comics of Faith in high school that are sort of done in like a... I'm not using the correct terminology and someone out there is going to be like, Julie, you don't know what you're talking about. But almost in like a <laughs> anime slash like Harajuku kind of way that like the art is kind of like in that style. It's like super, super like cute. And there's like a few comic books based like, you know, done in that style that are done for like special edition things during high school. But they're all around like very small plot lines that like last like a day or two. Yes. Okay, well, this world that you've created is very full and very fun. And it does feel like a Julie Murphy world and a superhero world. One of the things to me that is like key or like classic Julie Murphy is like a good friend group that the main character learns something from and learns about how to be a better friend. And I really liked the two friend characters in this one. Can you give a brief, like, brief one sentence about the two best friend characters? Yeah, so the two best friends are Matt and Chess, and I love a best friend group, so I'm glad that's apparent. And (laughs) Matt is sort of, like, this, like, gay boy who forever dreams of being someone's bride and, like, is constantly, like, on the search for, like, his true love. And then there's Chess, and she is sort of, like, this, like, Buffy or like Willow inspired from Buffy character who like believes so fully that she is like meant to be like this all-powerful witch and is very heavily involved in like Wiccan culture but is really kind of like failing constantly Mm -hmm. at that (laughs) yeah yes there's one scene where they go over to someone's room to get ready for an event and Matt and Faith are both fat so he and Faith are able to share clothes and I loved that idea especially with chess having just being like well she can't she already had to get dressed because she couldn't share like that's such a fun moment for anybody fat reading the book (laughs) is like these two friends who were fat got to share clothes and then the thin one had to wait like I loved it I I know (laughs) I just like that was like my biggest dream in high school like I just want to share clothes with my friends like I just want to be like yeah oh my god like I got something on my shirt can I borrow one of yours or like this shirt is so cute can I borrow (laughs) it like oh it's such a dream I loved it So Faith has some, as you might imagine in a YA novel, Faith has some reservations and because of the mysterious beginnings of her powers, she has a lot of feelings about flying and she's unsure about it and she's unsure about her abilities and she's unsure about showing anyone. So this is later in the book when she starts to try to fly for a little bit. So she's flying and then she says... I'll never forget swimming with my mom at our apartment complex's pool. Mom wasn't a small person either, and she and I floated all over the pool, me and my swimmies, as she talked all about how feeling weightless was her favorite thing in the world. That's how I feel in this moment, totally weightless. And the best part is that the joke's on everyone who's ever made fun of me or whispered about me because in the end, I'm the one who's lightest on her feet. I loved that. It was so fun. It's like such a fun way to be like, yeah, like her ability isn't about 
overcoming her body or changing her body at all. It's just like she has this ability and now people's expectations about what her body can do are shattered because she has this thing. Yeah, I just, I tied it back to that moment in the pool because, like, even now, like, we are very fortunate to have a pool. It's, like, my favorite possession in my life. (laughs) And even now we have friends over that can't float. And I'm like, "Mm, I'm fat. I float. Like, I it's also just, love floating. It also feels the similarly magical to me. Yeah. And I I don't know a single fat person who doesn't love being in the water. Like, it's yeah. just, we're all like mermaids in disguise. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's always felt like that to me, too. Like, it's felt fun to be able to be in the pool and do what you wanted. And if, you know, being in, it's almost like being in space. And yeah. So I loved, I just loved that moment. And I love that, like, because you're someone who can be trusted with Faith's story, there's, like, no parts in here where it's, like, she's ashamed of her body or she, you know, can't be a superhero because she's fat or, like, anything like that. It's just normal and good. I think, like, this is the kind of story that would have gotten me into superhero stuff if I read it then because it's so nice. (laughs) Well... Thanks, Soph. It's good. I love it. I feel like I really wanted this to be a coming-of-age story. And I know that, like, in any coming-of-age story, any character is going to have to have some kind of reckoning with their body. And especially Faith, because her body is so different from, like, the rest of the world in many ways. But I wanted for her to have, like, not these shaming moments, but almost, like, these light bulb moments. Like, there's this moment where she sees another fat person and is like, oh my god, that fat person is sexy as hell. And I kind of look like that person, so does that make me sexy? Like, connecting those dots, I feel like were big moments for me, so, yeah. Yes, I love that moment, too. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, there's another little part that I bookmarked. So... Part of the, I don't want to spoil, part of the book (laughs) is that Faith is like learning about her sexuality and how she might relate to other people. And then I also love how like flying is partly like a expression of her feelings or, or like it becomes a part of how she interacts in the world in a more natural way than like, you know, she doesn't have to put on a suit or whatever to do it. It's just like part of her now. So like this part, okay. I haven't really figured out the exact rules of my abilities, but I'm starting to think that maybe the state I'm most comfortable in is not quite flying and not quite firmly planted on the ground, like the way it's so simple to just let your body float in a pool. 
Again, the pool thing, you know, she's learning that it's okay to be in these more gray areas of life, these like in-between spots and figuring things out. And that's to me, is part of a superhero story I'm much more interested in than like Superman saving the day. It's like she's navigating this and finding out the liminal spaces. Yeah, I think that I couldn't imagine telling a story in 2020 without like considering that, without considering that like story. I don't know. I just love delicate stories. And I didn't want to tell, like, this, like, heavy-handed superhero story. Of course, there's, like, like fighting crime. And I'm hesitant to even say, like, fighting crime. But, like, fighting off the bad guys and, like, stuff like that. But, like, it's still just, like, a teenage girl trying to navigate, like, her grandmother having dementia. And, like, all these different... Oh, I probably just spoiled something there. I'm, I spoil my own books all the time. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know what? I mean, it's fine. I mean, the book's been out for a little bit, so yeah. But we'll put spoiler alert at the top of the go. at the top of the episode. Yeah. Okay. Also, I don't know if you are allowed to say anything about this, but so in the novel, at the end, she like puts on, she like makes herself a little cape, and she wears like a white shirt and jeans, which I think is way cuter than her superhero outfit in the comics, which is fucking ugly. I hate her superhero outfit in the comics. What? What is it? Why does she wear that? I don't know. I really don't know. I think they were like, let's give her something tight and form-fitting, but, like, flattering. Like, I feel like it's, like, a fat disconnect. Like, valiant, don't kill me. But I feel like it's very, yeah, I feel like it's very obvious that they don't have, like, a fat artist or, like, a fat artist who is, like, in tune with, like, you know, current fat politics. But I, that was a talking point when I was first talking to them was that I wanted to reimagine Faith's superhero outfit because it just felt like it really needed some kind of update. It felt like the kind of homemade thing that like a teenage girl in 2020 would put together. Yes, that feels much more real to me. Like no girl in 2020 is wearing this thing that's like a weird neckline and then like it I don't even know how to call it what to call this like a surcoat and then it like comes open halfway down her belly and like then also weird white leggings I don't know I'm not a fan of the I'm valiant you got to change the comic outfit not a fan of the comic outfit I am a fan of jeans with a white shirt and a cute little cape I think that's fun I always forget to talk about this but what's really great about Faith is that the universe of her superhero group that she's in as she's an adult is a lot grittier than other superhero groups and they don't consider themselves superheroes they don't dress in superhero costumes and faith is the only one who has decided to like assume an identity and wear a costume and so i agree that her costume needs a makeover but i love that about her that she's like superheroes are like such a part of her dream that like she wants to embrace it like fully in the way that like she's been taught that like a superhero should act and should be like this beacon and it really makes her stand out in her world yes I mean, I love that aspect of a character. I just would like her her outfit in the comics to make as much sense to her as her outfit in the book. That's all I'm saying. No, I totally agree. And I think that, like, I actually think that it would do Valiant a ton of favors and, like, it would even, like, broaden their readership. Because, I mean, especially yeah. with, like, comics, you're, like, what you're looking at is so much part of, like, what you're yes. deciding to read. And for cosplay. Like, I wouldn't, I mean, I don't cosplay, but I wouldn't even know how to cosplay this outfit and, like, the other outfit that you came up with or even another cute outfit would be easier to do i totally agree i mean like great halloween costume right super easy right oh (laughs) so cute okay i want to know if there were specific superhero tropes in addition to like the timeline and 
having the original bones of Faith's story there for you to follow. Were there specific superhero tropes you wanted to include or you wanted to subvert? Ooh, this is a tough question. This is like a Sophie journalist question. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I, yes, I really wanted to have, like, I love, like, the superhero moments when, like, uh, someone is like testing their powers in a playful way. So I wanted to do that. And I got to do that in a couple of different ways, like where she's like secretly testing out her powers with her friends. And then like I also that like scene. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. It was like, I feel like when you sit down to write a book in your head, there's like five scenes you for sure want to write. And that was like such a definitive scene for me. And then there's like this moment where she rescues a baby bird. Uh, but I also wanted to... Her friend group was so important to me because I really wanted to uh, subvert this idea of, like, the lonely superhero. Like, you have to be the only one who can complete this task. You have to do it by yourself. You have to be alone. And I really get to explore that even more in the next book. I can't say anything else without really spoiling it. But that's why I love the end of this book so much because there's just, like... That's I I hate so much like when you're reading a book or watching a movie, reading a comic and you're like, just tell them what's the worst thing that's going to happen. Like, just do this. Just say that. And so anyways, that's that's why I love the ending of this book, because it really buys into like my inclinations as a reader, like what I want to see as a reader. I will say for me, there are definite things in here that are like superhero story tropes, at least given my limited knowledge of superhero (laughs) stories, which are mostly like twists on superhero stories that I've watched as TV show. You know what I mean? Like I watched Watchmen or something like that. Like that's not classic, classic, but it's like a twist on it. Like for example, even just the beginning, like the fact that her parents are dead, the fact that she goes to this mysterious place and, and then she has powers, just stuff like that, that makes it fun to read because at least when I'm reading this, because I know you, I'm aware that you are telling this story for faith, but it feels like it has these superhero touchstones in it. So that like, I don't know how to explain this exactly, but it becomes like a very comforting read because I'm like, Julie's steering this ship and we're going to go and I'm going to recognize what's happening. And I feel like I know what might happen, but then it's going to be in this nice faith specific way. Does that make sense at all? No, totally. I mean, it's the same reason why like me included, like why people love romance books, because like you're, you're trained to like be like, oh, okay, this is enemies to lovers. Oh, this is like pretending to date for like some sort of like scheme or like this is a Christmas romance like it's it's those reasons exactly and what I really liked about like playing with all those iconic type of tropes in this one is that like I was excited for like what you could do with a novel and how much more dimension you could give those tropes rather than it just being like oh of course her friend or her parents are dead she's a superhero yes and also in the comic she's so like optimistic like almost like painfully optimistic and I just sort of had to know how like someone who could go through all these hardships and like all these difficult things could retain so much optimism later in life that was for me like the most difficult question was like how does she stay so positive like how is it possible I love her Okay, I just have a couple wrap-up questions for you. Okay. Number one, so this book is the first part of a two-part origin story. As you mentioned, there's a sequel. So what can you tell us about part two? When is it coming out? What can we look forward for? Well, I can tell you that part two includes, it's the second half of our senior year. So we're going to like hit on um, like all the iconic senior year things like prom. I think graduation. I haven't gotten that far. It's so funny because it's like I have the cover, I have the title, and I don't have the book 
yet. I'm still writing the book. That's so fun. Oh, I know. I hope she gets to fly in her prom dress. That's oh, what I would it's, like. That's definitely like in the cards. Ooh. There's best friend tattoos. There's, yeah. Oh my God. It's a fun one. This sounds so fun. Also, like, Faith, apart from having superpowers, Faith is extremely relatable to me personally. Like, she's fat. She's <laughs> she's white. She's, like, a teen who loves her family. And she's in journalism. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's very, like... I loved Faith. She, she tries to be nice to people, which in high school, I definitely, I mean, I now, I would say I try to be kind to people, but in high school, I definitely would say I try to be nice to people. When you do the social media for this episode, you should just redo the cover of Faith Taking <laughs> Flight and do it like Sophie Taking Flight with like your oh head. I'm Don't just saying. Lynn ideas. Lynn, I'm putting it out into the universe. <laughs> I want it. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Just a broad last question before we wrap up. What do you want to see in the future of comics or plus size superheroes or if you don't like that question do you have any recs for superhero novels comics or shows that you've come across as you were writing these books i will answer the first half of that question for sure because i'm still struggling to find the superhero content that like satisfies me i just want more of it and i want more people of color and it's not just for superheroes it's for YA. it's so like i saw this tweet the other day that was like julia murphy has three books coming out next year and there are only like 11 books by fat authors and julia murphy's books are three of them and that's great and i'm honored to have three books coming out next year but it's also bullshit anytime anyone is like you know these you know julie murphy i'm like yeah julie murphy's great then the second thing is always how she writes so much because you have so many books coming out all the time you're incredible at it you just write all the time i do well especially right now i'm writing all the time and i kind of got myself into this position for like the last two years before realizing how awful the last two years were going to be And I'm glad that I did. Honestly, like, my work is the only thing that has, like, saved me this year. It's just constantly having some kind of goalpost. But, yeah, I just, like, Dumplin' came out in 2015. And when that book kind of started to take off, like, my biggest hope was that it would just encourage more books to be picked up by fat authors of color. And, like, we're crawling there slowly. But it's not enough. So I think that for me... I'm looking for opportunities to where I can facilitate that in a bigger way. That's my personal goal moving forward because it's easy to feel like like releasing a book in that space is like the first step and like one successful thing will always spawn more successful things. But I think that there are ways I can be more aggressive in doing that. And I'm just trying to figure that out right now. Are there any fat authors or writers of color you want to shout out right yes, now? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, for sure, Renee Watson. Uh, Lily Anderson, Rebecca K. Barrow, uh, Mason Deaver, I think that I said their last name correctly. Who else am I trying to think of? I mean, Amy Spaulding is also white, but she's queer. She's fantastic, reliably good, fat content. But honestly, like... Renee Watson for me is like the most underrated fat author out there right now. And she is constantly like hitting the New York Times bestseller list because her books do so well in like the library and school world. But I want to see her have a big commercial success. And she's got a new fat YA book coming out in the spring. So we'll have to have her on too. Yeah, she's fantastic. She's so great. Great. We'll look into all these people. We'll put their links below. Man, I wish we could just talk about this forever. Mostly I just want to like go through the book and be like, I liked this part. I like this part. (laughs) 
<laughs> this part. I don't think I'm a very good interviewer of my friends because I'm just like, I like what you do. I'm proud of you. <laughs> no, I love it. I feel like it's like, that's the kind of low stakes content I need in my life. Like, that's what, <laughs> like, and, and it's great because you're even like that in like the, the episodes where you tackle like really difficult topics. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to talk about medical fat phobia because I know like <laughs> Sophie's at the driver's wheel. <laughs> Thank you. Well, especially like, as you said, the last two years, I just don't have the energy. I'm just like, we got to go at this the way we got to go at this, you know? We got to be chill or else I can't. I I just want all my content to feel like Fat Mr. Rogers, and that's what she's all fat is to me. What an iconic compliment. Thank you so much. It's always a joy to have you on. Listeners will be happy to hear we're going to have you on again to talk about your next book that is coming out soon has come out already yeah when's your cinderella book out well i have three books out next year i've got pumpkin which is the last and final supposedly last and final dumpling book um i have an adult rom-com coming out with disney it's a cinderella retelling so we get a fat disney princess i'm excited (laughs) and then i've got the next faith book coming out next fall so oh my god okay well You'll be on again to talk about any and all of those. (laughs) And we'll also put all of your social below and links to order the books from independent bookstores, etc. Thank you for being on the show. We love you. Thank you. you. Thank you. Best time ever. Bye. (laughs) Bye. And that's this week's episode. Cheers to everyone who read along. Don't forget to pick up a copy of Radical Belonging for our next book-related episode. I've been reading that one recently, and it's very good. It's very helpful. And just a reminder that one of the easiest things you can do to support the pod is leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's a great way to help us promote and elevate the pod while also giving us something super warm and fuzzy to read in our pandemic homes. (laughs) Speaking of support, we can't forget to shout out our patrons. Thank you to... Carly... Amy Shear, Annika Nagy, Lonica, Jennifer, Brenna Namanis, Julie Dillon, Chrissy Robertson, Linda Rockstrom, and Katie Raddatz. We could not make the show without you. Thank you. Bye. Yay. She's All Fat was created by me, Sophie Carter-Kahn and April K. Quio, who graduated. We are an independent production. If you'd like to support the work we do, you can join our Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash she's all fat pod. When you pledge to be a supporter, you'll get all sorts of goodies and extra content. Please make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's super important in making sure people find the show so we can grow the family. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to the stuff we mentioned today. And don't forget to send us your questions at fyi at she'sallfatpod.com. You can also leave us a voicemail at 213-375-5023 and we might even play it on the pod. Our episode ads are done in partnership with Acast. If you're interested in sponsoring the show, you can get started at acast.com. Our theme music was composed and produced by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs. Our website was designed by Jesse Fish, and our logo is by Hannah Sanger. Lynn Barbera co-produced and edited this episode. Yelly Cruz is our magical junior producer. Our thin crony forever is Maria Vertel. I'm our host and co-producer. Our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter handles are at She's All Fat Pod. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Stay safe. We love you. 
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.